0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby, 4th Generation. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Beau. And guys, we've got a really, really exciting little podcast here to share with you this week. While we were in Chicago, we had a wonderful opportunity, not just to meet some wonderful people in the industry, but also to meet some great folks who are creating content about the industry. As you know, if you've been listening for any stretch, you know, we're good friends with Brian Levine from Pipes Magazine Radio, and we absolutely love him. We've got a great back and forth, and uh, man, just just love that guy. Uh, But you, you know, for those of you who've been listening to podcasts for a while, you know that we are not the only two podcasts out there, and in fact... One of the first podcasts on Pipes and Pipe Tobacco was coming out of Oompaul.com, uh, the Oompaul podcast that's actually put on by Ollie Sylvester. We were so, so excited uh, to actually get finally get a chance to meet him in person and sit down and finally have a crossover episode with Oompaul.com. This is something that I know several of you have mentioned over the years that this is something that you wanted to see happen. And uh, man, such a great guy. Wonderful to get to know about him, his work with Monstrosity Pipes. You know, we've actually featured his pipes before on the Halloween episode, which is really cool. We got a chance to actually see some of the pipes that we featured in person at Chicago. But I'll let Ali and John David talk to you all about all of the great stuff that he's got going on. We're really excited about this, but first we've got to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Eric Stokeby, fourth generation, 1931, the Eric Peters blend. I mentioned last week, of course, this is a beautiful flake tobacco in its truest sense. It is a balance of Kentucky Burley and overripe Virginia tobaccos blended with a small measure of black Cavendish. Guys, it's an awesome smoke. It's got a beautiful tin. I love the brand guys, the fourth generation brand. It just, it just oozes quality like there's there's just something about it that you just you get the sense that it's like a cut above the rest you see it in his products i mean just check take a look at the 1931 pipe series i mean they're all absolutely gorgeous in fact you can find them at fourthgenertobacco.com. go check those out let them know that you really appreciate them sponsoring this show helping bring this to you every single week all right guys here it is our crossover country squire radio and umpaw.com coming together here in chicago
1: Live from day two at, uh, at the Chicago Pipe Show, man. Uh, so excited to have an interview guest today, uh, who also has his own podcast and uh, who makes incredibly fascinating pipes. But uh, I'd like to welcome on board Oli uh, Sylvester. How are hey, you, hey. sir? Very good. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. Have you? Uh, has it been a good convention for you? Have you sold uh, pieces to uh, at least pay your uh, plane ticket to get home and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure did. It's been a nice show. It's
2: been really good, and it's been great to see. Uh, old friends and meet new ones, too. It's it's always awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. How how many times have you been to the Chicago show now?
2: I'm not sure. We didn't make it last year, but uh, the years prior to that, I'm going to guess maybe four prior to that.
1: Yeah, okay. So you've been around a while. Oli, tell us um, kind of a background of your experience, and how how did you get into pipe smoking just in general? Then obviously, of course, we want to talk about your, your craft, which is so unique. You know, it's, it's, it's odd, but when
2: I was a kid, I actually had a pipe collection. There was an old guy down the street, Mr. Follis, who would sell us kids pipes. And my parents allowed me to buy pipes from him as long as I promised I wouldn't smoke them. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was probably maybe 11. How foolish, right.
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And so I had a, I had my own little pipe collection. And to me, there were just these, I don't know why I was so drawn to them. Because I didn't have anyone in my family that smoked pipes or anything like that. But just the way they looked, they were like little sculptures to me. And so I, I started my own pipe collection when I was about 11 years old. And I've always just loved them ever
1: since. That's it's crazy. Really cool. That's really cool. So it's something that just kind of uh, stuck with you since then. It, um, yeah. it, have you Are you a daily smoker? Is it something that's more occasional for you? or It's more occasional
2: for me. Yeah. Um, and it's usually when I'm making pipes. So interesting? Yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's not an everyday thing for me, but um, whenever I can get out there and, and work on pipes, I usually have a pipe in my mouth working on stuff. So yeah, yeah.
1: You, you make a uh, monstrosity pipes, mm-hmm. uh, which, which have just a really unique uh, brand and, uh, and and I think fulfill a really interesting role in the pipe community. Do you have a, another job? Is there something else you do on the on the side? Or oh yeah, I have a I have a nine to five in the corporate world. Okay. What what, what do you do uh, in your in your real life? I am a
2: production manager and a caps manager for a large financial institution. And so basically, uh, w- if you have a, a credit card, I probably have something to do with it. Okay. Um. It, it should it I be terrified? yes you should probably so no <laughs> no not at all so uh, it, it basically involves me making sure that printed material um, gets printed the right way yeah. and delivered to the right facility so that it can end up in your mailbox so that you know if your APR has changed yeah or if your privacy policy has changed and a couple other things besides that it's incredibly boring but it pays the bills and it's it's it keeps me hopping
1: and right now I'm just overwhelmed which is why yeah. it, it's been a while since I put out a podcast, yeah, yeah. let well, that's, that's good, man. Yeah, we want to talk about uh, your podcast in a little bit as well. But um, you know, you've got this uh, job that, like you said, is maybe a little mundane. Uh, Pay some bills, so you're thankful for it. But for sure. Um, uh, and and where are you based out of again, Oli? Auburn, Georgia.
2: So Auburn that's is right. a tiny little town located between Athens and Atlanta. Okay. Okay.
1: Probably kind of kind of mountainous in that part of the state, huh? Or a little hilly? Not yet. A little bit further north, you get some hills, but okay. not quite yet. Yeah, Georgia's really pretty. I, I don't get over there as much as I'd like to, but um, yeah, that's that's cool. How did you how did you get from this, uh, you know? Uh, How'd you get into pipe carving? I mean how did, how did when did that kind of become a uh, an idea for you? So back in 2008, my wife
2: kind of got me into podcasting. She said, "You know, you you love pipes and I really think you should do podcasting because you know all these people in the pipe world." Yeah. Yeah. And so she kind of uh, shoved me into podcasting, if you will, and and kind of set me up with all the technical stuff I needed. And got me going, and, and the thing that was kind of the impetus was Bjarne Nielsen was coming to our pipe club in Atlanta That's back cool. then in 2008, and I said, you know what, this is a sign. This is like a now or never kind of thing. If I don't record him, I'm just going to forget about it. And so he agreed to do the interview, and it was just amazing because there's like chunks of history in that interview that there's no way I would have ever found out exactly had I not done that interview. So. Um, from the podcast, I wanted to kind of give something uh, to folks who supported the podcast. That was my initial idea with yeah. monstrosity pipes. But I couldn't carve pipes. I didn't know anything about it. So I worked uh, w- some, some stuff out with um, a couple different carvers to help me out to give something out there, put something out there so that people could actually buy a pipe yeah. and support the podcast, stuff yeah. like that. And so uh, that's how it started, and eventually I decided, you know what, I really need to learn how to make these myself instead of relying on these other guys who were so gracious to help me out in in the monstrosity, the very beginnings of the monstrosities. But eventually I decided to study under Todd Johnson, and he graciously allowed me to do that. And uh, that was a wild ride, and Todd's just a a master at making pipes, obviously. Absolutely. And he he was very kind to... uh, Field all of my questions along the way because I, you know, from an art school background, when somebody tells me something mechanical, I want to know. Well, how about this? Why don't we do it this way? How right. about this kind of stuff? Why don't we use this instead of that? So he was very, he was very uh, thankfully gracious in fielding kind all of, of my walking questions. with you as
0: you yeah
1: went down that path.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I I want to point out too that Bruce Weaver um, has been a huge influence in my pipe making world. Uh, along uh, over the years, Bruce has given me just some amazing tips and, and help along the way. He's
1: just a great friend, and, and I can't say enough about that guy either. That's awesome. It, that, that's one thing we've talked about with, with almost every carver we've, uh, we've met over the, over the last few years. Um, the, the pipe world is a very generous, giving world, uh, particularly on the carver side. And, and so, uh, particularly in the American artisan carver side, and so you've just got a lot of folks that, you know, are really willing to, uh, l- really willing to collaborate. And for a new carver kind of coming in, if they're willing to um, approach it humbly and uh, graciously, I-, I think there's a lot of resources out there for new folks that are kind of diving in. Is is that your experience?
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's so much nowadays too online that you can get to, and and so many folks willing to help you out. It's uh we're in a very fortunate kind of space.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so you started you started making pipes. Give us kind of, and, and you do have a background. You mentioned going to um uh school for for art and design, right? Did you go to the Savannah College of Art and Design? Or? I did. yeah, Savannah okay. College of Art and Design. The, okay, the
2: one that's actually in Savannah. This was prior to the Atlanta um branch. The Atlanta had now, campus. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. A uh, real creative hub in the southeast. I know mm-hmm. I've had a lot of friends over the years that have gone over. Uh, to that part of the world to uh to get some education but so tell us kind of the idea behind monstrosity pipes you know you're making these pipes to kind of help support uh your 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 hobby i guess but um you know it's taken off uh into more than that so what uh tell us about the idea behind monstrosity so there's there's kind of two
2: veins in monstrosity pipes there's a uh a straight up um, monstrosity fun where where I build them from scratch, um, you know, from start to finish. Right. And there's also this zombie line where I take pipes that um, could not uh, pass muster with another uh, company. Right. And so they decided, you know what, we're not going to sell these. There's a blemish on the outside. There's the tendon screwed up. Uh, you know, something's cracked or whatever. And... I take these guys that nobody wants anymore. That's they're not worth anything to anybody. Right, right. And I fix them, and then I put my own twist on them. They become zombies, so they can basically live again. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. So that's 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 the zombie line, and, and I have a lot of fun with those because and it's it's fun to take these pipes that were not smoked ever. That were destined for the trash bin, yeah, and turn them into something that, in my eyes, is really cool and really fun to smoke and really fun to look at, and it brings new life to those, you know, those poor kind of forgotten, you know, underdogs. You yeah, know, I, I can, yeah. I can totally relate. I to feel that. like I can
1: relate to that too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you incorporate you're well-known, obviously, for incorporating a lot of different media into. Yeah into the pipe, you know, uh, traditionalists will say, you know, well, is it a briar pipe or a Mearsham pipe or a corn cob pipe? And, and you're, you're any, any given pipe of yours might tick one multiple of those boxes or maybe another box that says other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, tell us about kind of how you start experimenting with using, uh, the different media. I know you've used, uh, you know, everything from, uh, you know, the wooden spikes that I've seen on some of your cob pipes that you've, uh, rehabilitated into, uh, uh, you know, uh, saw blades and fishing line and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, uh, give us an idea of what your inspiration is for that. You know, I've, uh, from art school, I've always been a fan of these guys who
2: were able to uh, pull stuff out of the street and make something interesting out of it. And so that's found object art. So guys like Kurt Schwitters and guys like, um, you know, Marcel Duchamp and yeah. uh, a, just a number of really cool, interesting, all the Dadaists. Um, were fascinating to me so that those guys you know they would take things that you would see every day that was maybe um, you know street trash or something that's very common like maybe a pair of dice or spoons or and they would they would twist it and turn it on its head and show it to you in a totally different way so that you thought about it in a in a different way yeah and that always fascinated me when somebody can take my brain and make me chew on something in a way that I was not able to chew on before, that's always really fascinated me. And and when someone can do that with a simple piece of art or even a phrase or, you know, Matisse, Magritte, um, Magritte especially was really awesome about that. Um, it, it really fascinated me when someone can put something in front of me and make me think about things differently that way. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of, I think, my impetus or my uh, interest in, Using other other things that you wouldn't normally associate with pipes or the pipe world, and give them new life, or give them a, a allow you to see things in a different way than maybe you did before.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and they really are different and beautiful in in their own way. I know a lot of folks, uh, you know, look at them, and if they want something truly unique in their collection, they uh, you know you're just you're just a, a really good bet that you're going to have something interesting coming out of the, out of the shop uh, in, <laughs> in the near future. Well, so. thank
2: you very much. And, you know, all my work's always 100% guaranteed for life. Um, I don't care what it is. I'm always going to stand behind it, and I'm always going to do whatever it takes to make sure that, you know, you're happy forever. I mean, yeah. I, I don't care if your coffee mug breaks. I'm going to send you another one. You Yeah. Know.
1: That's wonderful. T- tell us, uh, you know, obviously uh, being on a podcast, uh, a lot of folks are listening to us now, and uh, some people that may not be familiar with your work, describe describe just a couple, describe just a couple of your favorite pieces, maybe, uh, just to give folks an idea, uh, if you can uh, think like they can visually think in their mind if they're driving down the road, like what what some of your pipes might look like. Uh, well, a couple years back, I was fortunate enough to have
2: one of my pipes on the cover of Pipes and Tobaccos Magazine. And um, that one was called witch's tooth. And so I took the base of a silver candelabra and I put an antler um, on that base. And the antler was kind of turned um, where the point was kind of down. So if you're thinking about a tooth instead of an antler, you might think about that as a tooth. And then through that antler uh, came the pipe bowl. Um, and so you, you've got a Delrin tenon that's running basically through the bowl and then through the antler. And then eventually you've got a uh, German ebonite stem uh, coming off of that. So that's that was witch's tooth. And that was yeah. on the cover of PNT a couple years back. And that was a really fun pipe. And I really loved the way that turned out because you've got silver. Yeah. You've got a, a hand-colored uh, Deer antler, yeah. You've got briar, and you've got delrin, and these are from you know these are all over the place. These are (laughs) these are materials that don't gel, but then you throw them into the same box together, and then they make something totally different. And I think that's that's what I really love about when a piece can come together with these very very odd separate objects that you wouldn't think should go together, right? But now you're forced to see them together.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's where I think it's a challenge for the smoker. I mean, it is a form of art. You know, it is challenging to you. you, Like you said, you're forcing the person to see these together, and it and it makes a uh, makes a hole that's very functional, but um, you know, beautiful in its own way. So yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Anytime you can get somebody's brain to do something different and chew on something in a different way, I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of stubborn brains out
1: there, man. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, brother. I get it. Um, man, that's, that's good. I, I know uh, our friend, uh, we have a mutual friend, Russ Hicks, who's been on the show before. And uh, Russ, a uh, good friend, he uh, grew up in Mississippi, now lives in Savannah, and uh, is a, a talented artist in his own right. But he has uh, several of your pipes, big fan of your work, and talks occasionally about, uh, you know, how some of those pipes, he has to be careful how he uh, holds them, how he grabs them. Uh, he's afraid he might, uh, you know, either puncture himself or, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know, stab himself with a pipe because it's uh, – you know they're they're challenging pieces. You know even to uh, even to figure out sometimes how to hold because of all the different media that's there. Um, I, I think that's just kind of fun.
2: Yeah, sometimes I think Russ has one of mine that that employs um, very small circular saw blades. And if you're not careful, you'll you'll cut yourself. Right. And um, do you
1: have liability insurance? Is that something you, you take out on? Don't answer that. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's a different topic. That's great. Um No, you yeah, you have to be a little bit daring if you if you're going to uh, smoke my pipes. But um, yeah, Russ is such a good friend and what a talent. I mean, that guy's a, an incredible artist. He's he did really some talented. art for me for um a couple series of pipes that i did and the art just he had mentioned that oh man the art is just fantastic i mean um the uh the gnome heart series he did the art for those those posters are still available and they're insane um just lots of really cool art that he's put out for the uh bogby series the straga series the gorgon series he's He's a phenomenal artist, and uh, I'm, I'm just happy to call him a friend, not to mention be able to collaborate with him on this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Russ, uh, Russ is one of the most knowledgeable uh, pipe-smoking enthusiasts I know uh, to not be necessarily directly involved in the industry, but he uh, he's just well-connected, knows a lot about tobacco and, uh, and the folks in the industry, so uh, we, we, we love Russ. You know, I, I guess I'd like to ask a, a couple other things, uh, just briefly. Um, you know, uh, do you have any projects kind of coming out in the near future that you're interested in, or, or might want to share with us? Uh, any hints you can drop about some future work? Yeah, I do. I've I've, I've got a
2: lot, I've got a lot of ideas that are um, being worked out right now. There's a there's a series that's coming out right now that has uh, some stainless steel tubes that I've used that are. They have a nice bend in them, and in order to seat them, um, I've actually sharpened them so they actually kind of poke into the wood just slightly, so okay. that they're seated and they don't turn around. Those are really lovely, and I'm really digging those. But Seems besides a lot of
1: stainless steel's being used, uh, the tubing in, it, uh, in in pipes right now it's pretty
2: popular right now, and yeah. I, I think it's a lot of fun to work with. So yeah. I think there's going to be some more experimentation going on with that okay. in in the near future. Okay, but also, um, oh gosh. I've just got tons of stuff going on, dude, yeah. uh, and, and it's nuts. It's it's crazy weird stuff, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, that's great. That's great. Uh, well, real quickly, uh, tell us about uh, your podcast. You've been podcasting now since 2008. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, and kind of the vision behind that, and it, it, obviously it sounds like that is was kind of the impetus for getting you into the pipe carving world, but... Um, you know, uh, t- tell us just a little bit about your podcast. So in
2: 2008, I started, um, like I said, with that Bjarna Nielsen podcast. And, you know, not very long after that, he actually passed away. So yeah. we've got this little chunk of history, a little kind of snapshot of what was going on in his life and his mind at that point. Powerful. And you know that's that's so important to kind of catalog what's going on in our in our pipe world. And I was able to do that over and over and over since then with a number of different people in the industry and carvers and whatnot. And my intent is to keep building that library of interesting conversation between artisan and normal Guy, yeah. As well as yeah. people in the industry who make big changes or, or big calls in the industry, see what their take is on it. And I think it's, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun, and I haven't been able to do it as much as I would like just because of my 9 to 5. Sure. Yeah. But um building upon that library is, is def- definitely something that uh, I want to keep doing when I can and I, I yeah. love that it's out there people all over the world still tune into it it's crazy the numbers but um, you know people are still listening to it, new listeners That's all awesome. the time all over the world, it's nuts but um, it's it's great to be able to have kind of a library, a little catalog of you know this stuff, you can go back and listen to people from years ago and what their take on it was then even you know because things change. I mean, there's. if you listen to some of those old ones, things have changed. Oh, quite you know? a bit, yeah. It's pretty wild. But it's it's a lot of fun, and I've, I've been able to meet a lot of great people like yourself this way. I mean, yeah. um, believe it or not, I'm a bit of an introvert. And, you know, it's not easy for me to talk to people and hang out with people. But um, I'm tracking with you, dude. I feel the same way. <laughs> it's, you know, when you sit down in front of a microphone with them or you call them on the phone and you have these questions to ask them, it's a huge icebreaker and yeah. it's easier, you yeah. know. And I've been able just to meet some amazing friends and and makers and people in the industry that way that there's no way I would have made that connection otherwise, you know. So I'm incredibly grateful to... All the people i 've been able to meet just yeah. from the
1: podcast it's it 's been wonderful that 's really cool that 's really cool um, well man, thank you for coming on uh, one one last question uh, uh, if you were to we always ask a guest uh, this when they come on board, but if you were to have a, a pipe bowl with a famous pipe smoker in history, uh, just you know share a pipe a relaxing one hour with any pipe smoker in history, who would that be that 's a great question there 's a lot of
2: options out there you know <sighs> i'm gonna you know i'm gonna go with Albert einstein, yeah um what an interesting dude you know as yeah. as uh yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there i think I think he'd be a fascinating person to talk to
1: yeah I, I i tend to agree uh you don't you don't have to say a lot about him to uh <laughs> oh yeah to, to 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 sell why um man that's that's great I, Einstein of course uh, one of the most famous pipe smokers in uh the 20th century so. Um, That's an
2: easy grab. I'll go with that. I mean, what a what, what a fascinating mind. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I think, I think that my curiosity would be more around pipe smoking. I probably just want to interview him, talk about you know when did you, yeah. you start pipe smoking
0: yeah. and what's your favorite blend Let me have and have Some stuff. Of that revelation, yeah. Or yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, if people want to follow your work and keep up with uh, both, uh, you know, your your pipes and also your podcast, like where do they go to do that? The best place
2: is to go to oompal.com for my website. You can pick up my pipes there. You can listen to the podcast right there. You can listen to the podcast through iTunes as well. You can subscribe that way. Um, You can pick up my work at um, Cup of Joe's. You can pick up my work at uh, PipeandCigars.com as well as uh, the infamous RockstarPipes.com. Jay Jay Corcoran is is probably one of the funniest guys that I've been able to meet through uh, pipes. And every time I meet him, I end up crying and dehydrating (laughs) because he just keeps me rolling. That that guy, he's insane.
1: That's great. That's great. And and uh, your your main site is o o m p a u l O-O-M-P-A-U-L.com, right? Yes. Okay. Good. You can why, also, why did you choose umpaul You know,
2: um, that's a great question. You can also follow me on Instagram at OliPS3, that's O-L-I-E-P-S, and then the number three. I post tons of stuff there, especially if I'm working on something in the shop. Yeah. That gives you a good insight of what's coming out of the, you know, what's on the bench right now. And if you want to say, hey, I'm really interested in that, you can do that. I've had kind a number a of sales. Up. Yeah. Through Instagram that never made it to the site. Never even get to the market. Yeah. yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Um, So the reason we, my wife and I, decided on com was I wanted something that would be memorable. Yeah. That was odd um, and kind of unique. Now, there's a a good and bad to this because I get a lot of people saying, hey, I've got this oompal pipe. Can you help me out with this, that, or the other? Or they want to know information about umpals. Yeah. Before really looking around the site and realizing, oh, this isn't about Paul's. <laughs> so, certainly gets them in the door, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that our idea was just some, a, a, a single word that had something to do with pipes that would be memorable that people wouldn't forget about. Yeah. And uh, it's it's served us well in, in in many ways, and I think that people do kind of remember it, and it's not too generic, and it's not too watered down, that kind of thing. So
1: it, it's been good. It's yeah. been good. Yeah, people always know uh, that are familiar with your work. It, they don't have a long uh, address to remember. It's real easy, and uh, and any pipe enthusiast has an Impal in their collection uh, somewhere. So yeah, um, for sure, man. Well, dude, thank you for coming on, Oli. I had a great time. Oh, hey, man, uh, man thanks for having you a me, bunch, and uh, yeah, we highly recommend you. Uh, look out Oli's work, uh, both on his Instagram and uh, and Facebook, I'm assuming, and 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 check out uh, check out dot com as well. So Oli, thanks so much for coming by, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I look Have forward to nice having you on my show. I'd love that. Man, Let's do it. I'd love th- absolutely. My Sweet,
2: <laughs> thanks, Thank you.
0: We've got to give Ali a big thank you for taking the time out of the show and coming down, sitting down, hearing a little bit about what he's got going on at Monstrosity Pipes and then also just the wonderful work that he's done uh, in the pipe podcasting community. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out his show, you absolutely should. If you go to umpaul.com, you'll be able to find his work, his podcast, really, really great stuff. Uh, very excited to do some collaboration with them. It, it honestly it's uh it's it's been on the bucket list for quite some time. So we were just really honored. We even took a picture, all three of us, uh, or all four of us I should say, me, John David, Ollie and Brian. So they had the kind of the, the trifecta going on in Chicago, which was a lot of fun, but uh, y'all be sure to check that out on Facebook. You can find all of our contact information at countrysquire radio.com. And guess what? Next week we will be back in Jackson, Mississippi broadcasting live on May 23rd. So be sure to join us Countrysquire radio.com for the live show. I know that a lot of y'all have been missing us. Uh, I'm looking at you, Pappy Joe. I know very specifically you've been sending me some uh, very, very, uh, um, well, I'll just say I'll miss you too, buddy. I miss you too. So we're, we're looking forward to, to going back and uh, and being live with you guys again. For those who enjoy the live show, for everyone else, we'll I'll go back to a more traditional format. But I hope over the last couple of weeks, you've really enjoyed us bringing you along to Chicago, experiencing some of the things that we were able to experience, and just enjoying it as a whole. Y'all have been so supportive of us throughout this process. And guys, we, just, uh, we look forward to every opportunity we get to meet you in person, and we hope to have more opportunities to meet you guys in person uh, in the coming year as well. So that being said, guys, let's go have a night. Say goodbye